Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is the bonus part. I always say welcome back because if you didn't know, if you're just listening to this part right now and you haven't heard the first part, well, don't put the card before the horse. And this is No Vendas La Piel Del Oso, I think you say. Yeah, listen to the first part first and the bonus part second. I mean, you can listen to it however you want, but that's the way I design them. So, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the mental health episode, go listen to that first because we learned, we meaning myself, a lot of interesting things on the episode and I'm pleased. It's a pleasure to have you back, Mom, for part two. And this is your second time on the podcast as well. Yes, it is. And I'm glad to be here. I'm thrilled. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? Not really, no. I'm sure you'd have have a lot of subscribers, Mom. I'm telling you. Well, let's start off talking about some idioms, some expressions, some words that are generally associated with mental health. What have you got for me? I think the, the, the most prominent word is the word stigma, and in Spanish is estigma. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you sure? <laughs> and that's when um, something or a person or a disease is viewed on in a negative way. Sure, sure. Like in the early days, if you had a problem, there was a stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And now people are saying, well, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Right, so stigma. I think that was an easy one for my <laughs> Spanish speakers. Let's uh, let's check out the next word. All right, got. the the next word is two words: mood swings, cambios de humor. Yeah, well, if your mood is to humor, mm-hmm. and if you're in a good mood, estás de buen humor. If you're in a bad mood, estás de mal humor. Well, if you have mood swings, un columpio, it goes back and Cambios forth. Cambios de humor, mood swings. And mm-hmm. this could be also being moody, being cranky. So there are many words associated with moods. And mm-hmm. there are many mood disorders, right? Usually bipolar disorder. Bipolar is a... See, I'm learning so mm-hmm. much, guys. You say bipolar, we say bipolar. So right. a lot of these words you probably recognize, but the pronunciation is what I want you to pay attention to. Okay, the next one, Mom. Uh, the next word is recovery, recuperación. Very important. You can be in recovery mm-hmm. or you're recovered, I mm-hmm. imagine. You're in recovery, which means that your mental helps, mental health... Uh, symptoms are not problematic. They're being treated and controlled, and you can function normally. Right. You can live a normal life because, well, you're getting the counseling. Maybe if you need medication, you're getting what you need to get by. To get better, yes. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, What else have you got for Uh, us? I have mental health treatment, tratamiento de salud mental. Tratamiento, yeah. Treatment. That's an easy one. Mm -hmm. Treatment. And the verb is to treat something. Mm -hmm. So if someone's being treated... For something, and that's usually um, a psychiatrist, a, a medical doctor who specializes in psychiatry will do medications. Counseling is usually done by someone with at least a master's degree and a license, and um, it's usually very helpful to help a person get their life back. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Like, you can't solve somebody's problems, but what you can show them is that they're solvable. Mm-hmm. That there is a solution that, as you said at the beginning, at the end, excuse me, of the first episode, there is hope. Hay esperanza. Yes. Mm -hmm. No matter how how much it looks like you hit rock bottom. There's an expression I wanted to look at. Mm -hmm. To hit rock bottom, tocar fondo. You know, you can always get back up. Yes. 
Absolutely. Right? But sometimes you might need to talk to someone. Or you uh, might need the medications. Medications sure. have um, tremendously changed the treatment of mental health, as I said in the first part when they first came out in the 1950s. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And and think about it. If you have pneumonia, pulmonia, what do you do? What do you, you take antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You, so right. uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with needing medication. What's, <laughs> what's wrong is if you don't treat it, because mm-hmm. like any in uh, any illness, it doesn't get better untreated. Untreated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially the major, major mental illnesses like schizophrenia. What, that's what I was going to ask you. What are some of the major ones that really, really difficult to live a normal life? Uh, I would say that it's not as common as depression, but schizophrenia, which is a thought disorder, Mm-hmm. Um, and a person has auditory and visual, usually hallucinations, oh, seeing wow. and seeing, hearing and seeing things that mm. others cannot see. They have delusions, which are false beliefs. They have paranoia. So it makes it very, very difficult, if not impossible, to function unless that's treated with the right medication. Sure, sure. Because now it's just so so much of a difference from quote-unquote reality mm-hmm. that it can affect them and have that they can be a danger to themselves mm-hmm. and, and others mm-hmm. as well, right? Yes. Okay, uh, what else? I have depression, which in Spanish is depresión. Depresión. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. We say if somebody's not feeling too happy, they're feeling sad. Mm-hmm. We say you're down or you're mm-hmm. down in the dumps, mm-hmm. but they say the same thing. Estoy de bajón. Mm-hmm. In English, we also say I'm feeling blue. Blue. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. The next word I have is anxiety, an- ansiedad. I hope ansiedad. I ansiedad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people have anxiety. They're worried about the future. They uh, have sweaty palms. Their heart is beating rapidly. Sure. And it makes it very difficult to function and think clearly. Sure. Panic attacks Panic are attacks, very common. Yes, sure. they, sometimes a person goes to the emergency room. Sure. And they think they're having a heart attack, and then they're tested, and their heart is fine. So it's all their mind doing it to them. So they get overwhelmed. And, overwhelmed, and their but it body feels responds. like to yeah. them like they're having a heart attack sure, when they have sure. a severe panic well, attack. There has to be a physiological reaction to our men. You know, it's all connected. It's we, all connected, mind, mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, and spirit. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I hate to be transcendental here, but it's true. Mind, it's mind body, body, and, and spirit. spirit. Yes. If one is off, the others are going to be off. Mm-hmm. You know. And the last uh, word I have is wellness, bienestar. Wellness, and that's a, that's a buzzword, as mm-hmm. we say, a word people say a lot these days. What is wellness? How would you define wellness? Well, they define wellness in eight dimensions. Eight di- wow, this sounds like Star Trek. We are going into the eighth dimension. <laughs> or maybe this is like Dante's Inferno, right? The, the, the eight dimensions. What was it? The eight dimensions of wellness by Linda Alonzo. You're in, <laughs> you you're are in, in the-, the twilight zone. <laughs> I told you there had to be some joking around in this episode. We couldn't be serious the whole time. Tell us a little bit about these uh, different dimensions. The eight dimensions of wellness are your physical wellness, which is having, you know, your food, your exercise, everything to uh, corresponding to your physical um, body. Mm-hmm. The second is your intellectual learning. Again, we should never stop learning, and um, we learn, I believe, even much more when we've finished our formal education. We should be learning something new every day. Sure. Then you have your environmental wellness, 
um, your your home, uh, your um, getting natural light in. Natural light is sure, your a shelter, great. Your 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 getting natural light in from the sun will mm-hmm. help um, to minimize depressive symptoms. So you want your environment to be um, appropriate. Then next four we have spiritual wellness, which is your values in mm-hmm. life, your higher power, your higher power, having a belief system, having some kind of meaningful life feeling that your life uh, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, five would be social, and that is your network of friends and family, having a sense of community. Sure, people uh, that you have bonds with. People that with. you have bonds with, that you enjoy spending time with. Uh, I think that is super, mm-hmm. super important. And, and hobbies could be in there too, right, as well? I mean, having a hobby, having things that keep us occupied. You want to, you want to have things. You don't want to just sit and watch TV mind, mind, mindlessly. Right. And then your emotional, um, your emotional wellness, um, acceptance, uh, being able to laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. is a is an important, very famous phrase. Um, uh, being able to look at your life and accept it. Mm-hmm. Then you have financial wellness, right? Um, sure, that's security if, of if knowing. If you have enough money, at least to pay your bills. You are not uh, super stressed and anxious about that. Your bills are taken care of. And you these can, are these are things that I think anybody can have instability. Anybody can, right? yeah. Any, if you, you if you uh, lost your job, I mean, it's or, not, it doesn't take like a weird person to have no, any of these off balance. Any of these can be off. And then the last is your occupational wellness. Mm. You have a balance, right? If you're employed between your work life and your and your home life. Mm-hmm. So work is important. I still work, and I'm seventy. <laughs> but it's not working 24 hours a day. So you need a balance, right, between your occupation. And hopefully if you're doing an occupation of something you enjoy, like we mentioned, my late father loved pharmacy, loved taking care of his customers. That that really makes an important. So again, to recap, the eight dimensions of wellness are physical, intellectual, environmental, spiritual, social, emotional, financial, and occupational. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for sharing that. This is something, too. It's a delicate subject because if we know someone who's going through a hard time, and we all do, sometimes it's the person in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But what are things we shouldn't say to somebody who might be, maybe they're not, but who you think might be suffering from some sort of mental illness or disorder? Well, you never want to say, oh, it's all in your head. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Right. <laughs> it's all in your head. It's like wait. Um. It it means like they're making it up. Like the person who is saying that doesn't seem that doesn't feel that their symptoms are real. They're real to them. And they're not taking them seriously. And they're sure. not taking them seriously. Mm-hmm. Another thing you never want to say to somebody, come on, things could be worse. You know, you, It's true, but maybe it's not what they need to hear. They, they, you don't need to hear that, right? You just, you know. It reminds me of young Frankenstein. <clears throat> things could be worse. It could be raining and it starts pouring. <laughs> Next thing you definitely don't want to see, snap out of it, right? Now, Ooh, again. This is a common idiom. Snap. Como despiertas, palilas. Yeah, snap out of it. Snap, because a snap is just scared. If just, they If they could snap out of it, they would. And again, many of the more severe mental illnesses need medication. Right. That have to has to be prescribed. So and they cannot just it. snap out of it like that. And snap out of it, let's be honest, it's easier said than done. Yes. Okay, great. Interesting. 
Another thing you would not want to say to somebody is, oh, you have a great life. You seem so happy. Well, they may seem happy on the outside, but they may be going through some deep depression or some deep anxiety that they don't show you. I, I, this reminds me of like famous people. Like when somebody commits suicide, some famous uh, Chris Cornell, for example, from uh-huh. Soundgarden. Uh-huh. Everyone's like, oh, he had a ho- he had a mansion. He had millions of dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that doesn't, just because you're successful doesn't mean you're, your your hat your head is in the right place mm-hmm. and so a lot of times people feel like just because you're successful or you're doing well in one aspect of your life no. means that you got it all together. And well, as I said just know. earlier, there are eight dimensions of wellness. So somebody might be very high on financial and a, a sure. substandard on everything it's else. It's hard to, to juggle it all, to keep it all in balance. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the daily struggle. Yeah, again, you want to, with the dimensions, try to take care of each dimension. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you don't want to say, have you tried chamomile tea or have you tried this and that and the other? Most times if somebody has been dealing with a long-term mental illness, they've tried many things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what they've tried has not worked. So you don't want to just kind of keep... you know, know, do this, try this, try this. My grandmother took this, it helped. My uncle took this and it helped. Um, Another thing you don't want to say, everyone is a little down, everyone is this and that, it's normal. Well, it might not be normal. And that's where the person needs to know for him or herself and seek out professional help. Yeah, uh, grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. No, es lo que hay. They say in Spanish, ajo y agua. Mm-hmm. Right. Grin. No, but nobody needs cereal box advice right, when they're going right. through a hard time. Yeah. Clichés like yeah, that. Cliche, nobody wants. And lastly, again, especially for, for a mental illness that has been for quite some time and is going to be likely uh, long-term, this too shall pass. Using the example of schizophrenia, which usually strikes people in their 20s. Well, that's going to be a lifetime illness that either they can get the treatment for or right. not. Not everything so passes. So it's, it's not going to pass. Right. You can probably help yourself if you have a slight depression. But if you have a more serious, and there's none that are more serious, but you know what I but mean. But schizophrenia, if you have bipolar, that's a lifelong, sure. um, right. that, that's not just going to pass. You have to learn to live with it. You have it. to learn to live with it and get the treatment you need to uh, make your life work. Sure, sure. So those and, are the things never to say to somebody and with I think mental illness. We just looked at a lot of don'ts, but maybe something we should do. Be, you know, be open to people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just telling us what's going on. Uh, you know, ask people. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? How mm-hmm. are you? You know, because sometimes we just assume everybody. I, I know a lot of times my friends are like, oh, we assume you're fine. I'm like, well, I'm fine sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm human. It's funny you say that. Uh, I often say to clients when we in the program, right, when I'm working in a professional way and I see a client in the group or in my office, I say, how are you? And I'm really asking them, how are they? Right. And I say, but sometimes when you're seeing your neighbor and you're on the way to the store or you're on the way to come to the program and Mrs. Jones says, how are you? She's just saying hello. Right. She doesn't really want you to stop and give a half an hour dissertation on how you're feeling. I always so say, the, do you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> so, when I, so I let clients know when we're asking in the program, we really want to know how they're doing that day. Absolutely. It's we not don't just want them to just say, we're not chit-chatting. It's not a greeting. It's not just a simple greeting. But do you see the words are the same in English? Right. 
Sure, sure. All right. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, let's take a look at some celebrities. We already mentioned Chris Cornell, one of my favorite artists, musicians, mm-hmm. and he committed suicide. And the list is long of people who not only committed suicide, but you could say that uh, Janis Joplin, you could say a lot of these people that lost their lives and they didn't technically kill themselves. They were up to their eyeballs on drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. did have some kind of maybe mental illness. So even if they didn't, people who haven't committed suicide could probably, they could probably attribute their death to some kind of mental illness. Well, that's again, another statistic in the people I work with, 50% of the people with mental illness also have some type of substance abuse. Sure, it's another coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Right, which doesn't work, right? If, If a person has depression, for example, and they're drinking alcohol. Alcohol is what they call a central nervous system depressant. It's going to make them feel worse. Sure. It's never going to make them feel better. Yeah, there are no quick fixes. Not at all. Sure, sure. So what what famous people that everybody is familiar with are suffering from from this? Well, the first is, I think, I I looked up Vincent Van Gogh, a famous artist, who um, was not successful in his lifetime, had severe poverty, and had mood swings, most likely bipolar, although Mm -hmm. that term did not exist then. And uh, during one of his episodes, he cut off part of his left ear. That's right. That's the famous. Mm -hmm. There's a Spanish band called La Oreja de Van Gogh. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Absolutely, yeah. So um, he neglected his physical health. They said he did not uh, eat properly, and he drank heavily, I guess, to to, um, deal with the mood swings. So he became, again, he never made money during his lifetime, but became successful, spent time back in the day in the very primitive psychiatric hospitals of his time. So Vincent van Gogh was a person who uh, had mental illness. He struggled. He struggled. The other one is um, Charles Dickens who they feel most likely had also bipolar disorder. Oh, bipolar wow. is moods up and down. A tale of low. two cities. A tale of two cities, a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. And he had severe insomnia. I read that he walked 30 miles. I don't know how many that is in kilometers. 30 miles. Maybe 60 kilometers or so. Okay. Um, on a cold October night, probably in a manic episode. A starry night? So that was Charles Dickens. And again, he created most uh, lasting works, which we still read today. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. But most likely bipolar. Then uh, coming more in the 20th century, we have Winston Churchill, who was the uh, prime minister of Great Britain during World War II. Sure. He had mood swings. He had some time he could not get out of bed. He had difficulty functioning. He drank also a lot, again, self-medicating with alcohol, very common. And he called his depression, he named it the Black Dog. The Black Dog. That's so that what was, he it called was such his, a reality to him. That's what he called it. That yeah. he gave it like a person. Wow, wow. He called I, it the Black Dog. I knew he was a heavy drinker, but I didn't know he was dealing with, um, well, health, mental health mental issues. Mental health, yeah. yeah. And again, back in his days, there was, no, there was no treatment. And more recently, a person who's been very upfront about her own mental illness is Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Gaga, unfortunately, suffered trauma at 19. She was raped. And due to that, had suffered from depression, anxiety, and what they call PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And Lady Gaga's been very open, um, 
not that she has to about taking medication. But if she can make other people. That's what I believe she's doing. We say to raise awareness. She lets people know that she's on medication, that she sees mental health professionals, and um, it's okay. And she's still very successful in her career. I think summing it up, we said it before, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. who's okay all the time? Nobody. Nobody. Mm -hmm. If you're happy all the time, maybe you have a different condition. Mm Um, all right. Uh, who else? I'm sure there are some other. Well, there's people. those. Are, I mean, those are you can some look up some. Is, some is stand out. Yes. Well, Robin Williams. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's, he suffered uh, from so many problems, including depression, and mm-hmm. and he was almost like a snowball. Does that happen too, where somebody has some kind of mental illness and it can provoke other ones and sn- and snowball? Or usually they don't bundle up you don't get them on top of each other you can have more than one but as i said the most common is a person with again the people i treat have mental illness and and an addiction and uh, they're using the substances alcohol and or drugs to help cope with the symptoms but it makes it worse sure sure self well i I heard something i don't know if you could clear this up Uh, medicate versus mediate Mm-hmm. So medicating means just hitting it up with drugs, mm-hmm. and mediate means talking. And some people need one, some people need both. Well, right? we do both. <laughs> Again, the program I work with, we do both. They they see the doctor once a month. They see their counselor usually in the beginning every week. They come to groups two or three times a week to have mutual support with other people mm-hmm. and you know make what goals they want to change in their life, and then we help them plan and work on those goals sure they choose the goals we don't right right well each individual that's the thing you're helping them you're empowering them Mm -hmm. to find their path Mm -hmm. that's true given the situation that they're faced with given you know their circumstances Mm -hmm. well i wanted to take a look at some other ways to say the word that you know we say it a lot joking but the word crazy Mm -hmm. it's not really nice to call somebody it's like saying you're fat right you're crazy Mm -hmm. What is fat? What is, you know, these are, in the end, it can be insult. I always think, if I don't want anybody to hurt my feelings, I'm not going to hurt anyone's right. feelings. Treat other people like you want to be treated. Right, the golden rule. That's in the Bible. <laughs> I, and, and I believe we mentioned that on your last episode. <laughs> but I want to look at some ways to say that someone is crazy. Someone mm-hmm. is nuts. Again, I'm not telling you this so you call somebody. But you're going to see these in pop culture. You'll see them in movies. Mm-hmm. If somebody is nuts, I like that one. Nuts and bananas. Mm-hmm. Is anybody getting hungry? <laughs> so if you're nuts or you're bananas, you're insane. Right? I like this one, mad. Because mad can be two things. Mm-hmm. Mad can mad be, can be very angry or mad could be um, mentally ill, depending sure. on the context of the sentence. Mm-hmm. Batty is another slang mm-hmm. word for crazy. Mm-hmm. Bonkers. I remember there was a candy called bonkers. And it said, bonkers will make you go bonkers. <laughs> right? Stay away from that candy. <laughs> Speaking of Gaga, if somebody, uh, he's Gaga. He's, mm-hmm. You could be Gaga over someone, but you can also be Gaga. Mm-hmm. Or as we say in the States, out in left field. Right. Mm-hmm. You're out in left field. Um, psycho, which mm. is a, well, again, the, I'm telling you yeah, the ways are, we say it. I'm not recommending yeah. you use no, these words. No, I know. Um, you have a couple screws loose. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yep, that's right, used. These are ways to say yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one to be off your rocker. Mm-hmm. To be off your rocker. Again, these are all different ways. They're all synonyms for mm-hmm. the word crazy. Mm-hmm. They aren't words I would use. To describe someone who's suffering from mental illness. However, everything in context. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing I'll tell you about my friend Jermaine? 
He's off his rocker. He's mm-hmm. bonkers. He's mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. But do I mean he belongs in a psychiatric hospital? No. Mm-hmm. There's also crazy as fun crazy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these synonyms, if not all of them, can be used in a positive sense too. Like you're the fun, the most, you know, the, the funniest guy at the party, the guy mm-hmm. we have the most fun mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll hear me say, oh, Jermaine, man, he's out of his mind. Mm-hmm. I'm using Jermaine as an example. Right. But I'm not saying that he should be in a straitjacket. Right, right. Right. But again, be careful because if someone can be insulted, we don't want to insult, at least myself and my mother being a Christian, a mm-hmm. God-fearing woman, she doesn't want to insult people either. But I, I wanted to make you conscious of different ways that we say this, right? Mm-hmm. If someone is not of sound mind, mm-hmm. that would be right, a, right. a, a right. nice way to say it, right? I want to look at the future. What does the future hold? Because we've talked about how we've come a long way. We've come from locking people up and chaining them to the wall and mm-hmm. taking pieces of their brain out. Right, right to saying, let's talk. Let's see what's really affecting you, the the root cause, and we'll see if there's some kind of imbalance too. We can check different things, we can do different tests, and really help you as an individual. Well, the future actually kind of started already, and that is telehealth, where a person may be seeing a mental health professional uh, sitting in their home on their laptop, and having a consultation with a psychiatrist, a clinical social worker, or a psychologist without leaving their house. And that's become very, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer doing it that way mm-hmm. instead of going into the office. So that future is here already. Mm-hmm. And I've said the last year or two that has been um, here, the telehealth. Uh, our program we do in person, but some programs do telehealth. The other future is to look at the nutritional psychology, how foods um, oh, yeah. will will change and create different moods. Sugary foods, sugary can make foods, us high, or big highs and lows. Like when a person is with depression, they're low in serotonin, mm-hmm. so they might eat starchy things to bring up that serotonin. So looking at the the food that a person eats. The other new thing that they're doing some research on is uh, psychedelics for the treatment I've of mental of this. illness. Mushrooms, sure. uh, ex- ex- ecstasy, uh, using ketamine, using things. Oh, wow. um, Stuff that, that they used to have at the nightclub. Right, but using it <laughs> well, specifically hey, to treat uh, depression and severe depression. Ketam- I'm sure people who are in a desolate situation we'll are try, willing yeah. to try anything. Mm-hmm. I know my wife with migraines, it's not mental health. Mm-hmm. She's like, I will try anything to get rid of this mm-hmm. or to control it. Mm-hmm. So people be- become desperate as well. But there are so many options. Mm-hmm. There are so many options. Um, The most important thing is to know you are not alone. You're not alone. Everybody's suffering at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, the problem, again, is when it's long-term. It's You get up a lot of mornings and you're feeling hopeless or you're feeling like, you know, something's not right in your head. Mm -hmm. This is not new. It's uh, so many people are suffering, unfortunately, but you are not alone. Not at all. Um, I've even suffered myself, as you know, Mom. I used to take Prozac mm-hmm. when I was in high school. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm coming clean here. Mm-hmm. And I remember the doctor, the psychiatrist, telling me, Alberto, you can take this, and, and it's helping you a lot. But remember, you can make serotonin by doing 20 minutes of physical activity mm-hmm. a day, mm-hmm. running, singing, riding your bike. 
And you know what? It worked. So mm -hmm. there's my little advice for when I was really down and trying to figure things out mm -hmm. in life. There is hope. You can talk to someone. And if not, just talk to your mom or my mom. She's a pro. <laughs> mom, you want to leave us with a, a nice quote just to say goodbye? Well, I, when I was researching for this show, mm -hmm. I um, thank, thank you, Google. <laughs> I found a quote from Lao Tzu. Mm -hmm. When I really liked it. Sure, I had Chinese never heard philosopher. Of it. Chinese philosopher. Here it goes. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. And at the present moment, we've got to say goodbye. So thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of FYI.